Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller. This is a pro wrestling show, and I don't even know. I mean, let's talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? <laughs> let's not even joke around. There were so many things we could talk about. I really wanted to get an episode done on Monday, but I wasn't able to get around to it because, of course, there was all the fallout from, uh, what's it called, uh, Revolution and everything like that, which I thought was a terrific pay-per-view. I mean, top to bottom, I thought they did a great job. I don't think we need to go over it... Um, go over it hugely now because I think most people well you probably see my ups and downs or you know so on and so forth but seriously massive massive props to everybody there I mean I've been going back and forth about what my uh what my favorite uh, match was and it was probably CM Punk and MJF or Daniel Daniel Bryan Brian Danielson versus John Moxley it was definitely one of the two but I mean, the main event was great. The opening match, Jericho and Kingston, I mean, that probably exceeded my expectations, which were already pretty high. Both the six-man tags were awesome. Uh, the Britt Baker-Thunder Rosa match I thought was good, but the, the ending was a bit... I, th- I just thought it was Thunder Rosa's time, but I certainly wasn't offended by it. Jade Cargill gets better all the time. Ty Conte is great. Um, there's probably loads of other people that I haven't even mentioned, but the point was, even the buy-in in the pre-show, and I'll be the first to admit, hold my hands up, I'm still kind of getting used to the... Uh, the nature of actually caring about a pre-show, which is no disrespect to WWE. That's just the way they do things, and they're allowed to do that, and they're allowed to. Other people are allowed to do things differently. But yeah, I uh, I thought just really really fun. I mean, if I was going to throw some criticism at it, and again, this is going to be personal taste, of course. I just thought it was a little bit too long, in my personal opinion. Uh, four hours is probably the maximum maximum that i think a show could go i'd rather they went three hours but i felt like an idiot saying this because you know i was given this awesome entertainment spectacle and now i'm sat here going oh and i don't mean it like that at all i really really don't but if we are going to get sort of uh, critical about it but again you know, I, I i totally accept the counterpoint to that as well where people go yes but if they are only going to do four pay-per-views a year surely they are able to get away with them going longer. And the answer, of course, is yes, you're 100% correct. Like my biggest fear on this planet when it comes to wrestling is when we get to WrestleMania 38, we're going to get two seven-hour shows, one on Saturday and one on Sunday, and then I'm going to have to cry because that's going to be too long. And I get this makes me sound like an absolute asshole, but I remember I was at WrestleMania 35, very privileged to be there. But by the time the main event went on, you know, Becky versus Charlotte versus Ronda, Everyone was just dead and everyone was just tired. And it kind of felt like the event had already peaked when Kofi Kingston defeated Daniel Bryan. And then it just went on and on and on. It was just too long because there's nothing you can do for seven hours that isn't going to feel ridiculous. Like there's just not, I can't think of one thing. One of my favorite things to do, Batman, right? Batman, that movie is three hours long. Didn't think that was too long, by the way. But if it had gone on for another four hours, I can promise you I would be like, no, this isn't for me. I don't I don't want anything to go that long. And people go, oh yeah, what about sex? Uh-uh. I don't have sex for seven hours. Sex for seven hours. Can you imagine how sore you're going to be? Doesn't matter what side you're on. Everybody all around is just going to feel terrible. So I disagree with that as well. But yeah, absolutely absolutely excellent show uh you know people straight away go oh was it the best AEW pay-per-view ever i hate doing that well i just like to enjoy them all i'm just that kind of guy i like to skip in a field uh, filled with fairies but i did think it was tremendous i presume now we're going to lead to cm punk versus hangman adam page uh, we're going to lead to wardlow versus mgf love that wardlow turn thought it rocked uh, william regal was there that was my actual highlight of the show william regal there never saw it coming i was so happy and he looks like he's going to lead up the team between danielson and moxley which is just awesome what a great idea and there was some teasing on bte with the dark order and hangman and a page don't forget the cowboy got booed against adam cole so maybe you can do punk versus page but page is the bad guy even though i bet punk will try and play the bad guy i love all this stuff i love all these shades of gray i love where it's going and I had a very, very good time. I mean, it was really difficult to up those downs when it came to that show. I looked at my notes and I was like, flub me sideways. Then I had a problem with my audio recorder, so on and so forth. We don't need to talk about it. But yes, tremendous show. Five stars all around, golden ups, etc., etc. And then 24 hours later or 48 hours later, we had Raw the next night. And Kevin Owens was like, oh, I challenge you, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Stone Cold Steve Austin released a video. And if you haven't seen it, you need to go and see this video. Stone Cold Steve Austin was just born to be a professional wrestler. I don't know whether it's a match. I don't know whether it's a confrontation. I don't know whether it's a talk show. I don't know whether it's a handshake, a game of chess, having a couple of beers. 
but he made me think like it was the most important thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. So more power to that guy. Absolutely, absolutely tremendous. And the big question or the big debate now is, you know, should Stone Cold Steve Austin come back? Is he going to destroy his legacy? Maybe we've talked about it here before. I'm sure we have. I just can't. I'm not, I don't buy into any of that at all. What Stone Cold Steve Austin has done, Stone Cold Steve Austin has done. He can't change that. Unless he's going to do something that is, you know, truly awful or truly terrible or truly tragic, which kind of puts a full stop on everything, then sure, that changes the, the dialogue. But I'm talking specifically about what he did in a wrestling ring. And I am perfectly happy with him coming back to a WrestleMania and doing a brawl slash elongated segment with Kevin Owens that ends with... Because here's the thing, right? He comes back and does a match. You know what it's going to do? Three minutes, start uh, start a beer bath. or start a one, two, three beer bath. And this way... You gotta get the confrontation, they go back and forth on the mic. Stunner, without the pin, because you don't need it. Beer bath one, two, three. And it'll probably go a bit longer than that. It'll probably be on the outside. You'll probably see a Luthes press. You'll probably see the um the mud hole stomps in the corner. Maybe the second elbow from the top, you just don't know. You'll get all of that, and it'll just be a nice moment. It'll just be something you can tie into WrestleMania. And given that that is the whole point of what wrestling is meant to be to entertain you i'm not going to get mad about it at all in fact i'm very excited about it i'm looking forward to it and like i say if you haven't seen that promo make sure you go and watch it there's also this rumor going around online that apparently he was meant to be on raw next week but he didn't want to and jim ross said some stuff like i'm pretty sure in any kind of negotiation especially when you haven't come back for a quote-unquote official match in 19 years and you've got someone saying oh we'll actually offer you the opportunity should you so wish you, there's going to be a bit of worry in, in your stomach. And you are going to be a little bit like, oh man, I don't know what to do, don't know the right thing to do, don't know the wrong thing to do. I don't think that all of a sudden means, oh, Austin didn't want to do it, which is what the internet jumps on. Oh, he's cancelled his appearance on Raw. I very much, I very, very much doubt it. But yeah, I can't wait for all of that. And on the personal side as well, I love the fact that Kevin Owens is getting this opportunity because I can't imagine there's any wrestler out there that wouldn't want to work or do something with Stone Cold Steve Austin in a stadium that could potentially hold 100,000 people. I mean, that just, it, it, it seems surreal for me to say, and I am nowhere near having any of that kind of connection. So I like it from that vantage point too, so it's a thumbs up all around. And talking about WrestleMania and where we're headed, this is based on nothing. This is based on absolutely nothing. It's based on what I've read, what I've seen, and my own speculation. And my own speculation is just stuff that I've made up in my head. But I have kind of convinced myself, and if I'm wrong, I'm okay with that. I have set this, I have set this expectation, so I have no problem with it crumbling. But I am pretty confident, no, not pretty confident at all, but I'm guessing <laughs> that Cody Rhodes is probably going to debut on Raw on Monday. Now, I get there in Jacksonville, which is a nice wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but you know, I, I saw them debut Bret Hart in the middle of nowhere until re-debut him in 2010, so I don't think WWE cares about that. But it was just everything with Seth Rollins. If you haven't seen Raw, Seth Rollins was despondent after him and Kevin Owens weren't able to win the Tag Team Championships because he didn't know what his path to WrestleMania was. It's a stupid storyline, but it is what it is. Kevin Owens went and found his. We've already talked about it. Whereas Owens, he's now, uh, he's turned his uh, all his social media accounts to black. Like he's depressed, he's upset, etc., etc. And there's nobody else that it could possibly be. If Bobby Lashley is able to come back for WrestleMania, which if there is a rumor out there, then you, you could do that. And that would be decent enough. I mean, I don't think I'd be super duper excited about it because, of course, originally that was going to be for the WWE title. It was going to be Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins, but we're not doing that because we're quote-unquote unifying them, even though we're not. So I kind of think it needs to be... I don't want to say a little bit bigger. That seems unfair to Bobby Lashley. But, you know, nobody can compete with a returning star. Like, you just can't. It's too exciting. It doesn't matter who it is. Like, when somebody comes back and they've made a notable name for themselves elsewhere, it's always going to feel like a big deal. So I'm, I'm, I've just decided. I, I, how far away are we from Mania on Monday? So we get to Mania. No, I clicked the wrong button there. So we get to Mania. It's the 14th. So it's one, two, essentially three weeks away of WrestleMania at the moment this weekend. So... That's the time to do it. And people go like, oh, no, it's not enough time to build it up. WWE's just not that company anymore. Like, we'd love it if it was that company. But it's why when RK-Bro re-won the tag team titles at, on, on Raw, do not forget they were only meant to be a one-night thing. WWE wanted to put them together. One was going to turn on the other. We were going to do a mini feud. Instead, we've got six, eight, ten months, whatever it is. And that's a rarity. Like, that's an exception to the rule with WWE. And as I always do, I have now just shifted across to kind of assume they're going to do this stuff and it makes it, it, makes it a lot easier. But I, it's, because it is WrestleMania and because I'm so intrigued to see what Cody is going to do, if he does come back and challenges Seth Rollins and we get that match over that weekend, I think it's going to rock, especially if Cody wins. 
And I would presume that he would. Like Seth Rollins certainly isn't a guy, or at least doesn't seem to, I don't know him at all, but he doesn't seem like a guy that goes to the office and politics and I need to win this and I need to lose that. Like actually, he probably shouldn't suffer another loss as far as I'm concerned, but sometimes it is for the greater good, especially when we need to, we need to build new stars. I think they'd have a top match. I think there would be a lot of interest in it. I think it would get a huge reaction when the Cody did come out. So I'm just, I'm just going to throw it in because it's fun to make predictions, even though the internet wrestling community doesn't seem to think so anymore, or at least a small portion of it says that. I think Cody Rhodes turns up on Raw, probably in the, in the, in the final segment, and we'll kind of frame it around that. Like Seth was like, oh, you announced, uh, Kevin, you know, Kevin, you announced that you're uh, taking on Austin in the last segment of last week. So this week I'm going to announce mine. He comes out. I don't have an opponent. I don't have an opponent. Somebody better challenge me now, blah, blah. Cody's music here. Out he comes. And it will be a huge talking point. Let's not forget, on the same day that the Stone Cold Steve Austin rumors started is basically when Cody Rhodes left AEW. And dare I say, the Cody stuff was the bigger bulletin. And it probably was. It was probably far more shocking. Um, I think if Austin hadn't done anything in WWE since he left at WrestleMania 19, you could probably argue that. But, you know, he has come back and he's done referee spots and stunners and blah, blah, blah. So in 316 days. But I hope that it does happen. Well, actually, that's not true at all. I hope Cody does. And same with Brandy. I hope they do whatever makes them happy. And this sort of... Um, there's a lot of craziness again on the internet now with, with people pointing the finger. And it's just a human being trying, or human beings, trying to decide what they want to do. And maybe they do go back to AEW. And maybe there is something with Ring of Honor. I mean, we just don't know. But that's another reason I think wrestling is so fun right now and so interesting. Because news seems to be dropping all the time. You never know what's going to happen. I find it really fun. And that's, that's all I need. And everything else is just, you know, where the the cookie crumbles, whatever whatever the saying is. So we will wait and see, but I am massively intrigued. And before I do move on to my next point, just want to say thank you very much to Alan G and Ryan Hill for joining the Patreon over the last week or so. That's patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316. That's how I support the show because I make no money from it. Absolutely nothing. So like, look, as a self-employed self man, you always need to try and find a way to, uh, well, be financially sensible. And there's a bunch of other things on there as well. You can get a video from me, like a cameo. And I'm also on camera as well if you want shout outs but i don't want to get too distracted with promotions okay i didn't want to talk about this but it's all over the internet and i'm certainly not going to tweet about it cheap plug simon 316 on socials come give me a follow good for my ego and you may not you, this may have gone over your head and if it has good for you whatever you've done whatever kind of community you have situated around yourself keep it that way because it's massively important but cm punk one of the cool things about cm punk versus mgf was cm punk came out to his ring of honor themed by AFI. He had the shorts on, he had his old jacket, and so on and so on. Now, I knew about this. I, I used to, I didn't watch a lot of AEW, Ring of Honor back in the day, because over here in the UK, it was hard to find. But as I got older, and I was fascinated about this stuff, and decided I wanted to get as embedded with wrestling as I possibly could, I used YouTube. It's a wonderful thing. You may have heard about it. So I used YouTube to... Um, uh, to you know just check out people like cm punk or brian danielson or i mean he did go to ring of honor but i would watch old william regal matches given the people we've talked about and dean ambrose or jonathan moxley before he was dean ambrose then john moxley again you can see a bunch of his stuff seth rollins he's out there too as tyler black especially in ring of honor you know you're just kind of intrigued or at least i was intrigued to find out where these guys done where they come from etc etc and i don't know if i 100 percent understand the argument so you're gonna have to forgive me because I stay away from all of this too, and I'm certainly not going to tweet about it. But as far as I can figure out, some people think this was bad because they didn't know <laughs> what was going on. Now again, please forgive me and correct me if I'm wrong. But one, Excalibur was very good on commentary, as he always is, and made, and made sure everybody knew what was going on. Always oh, coming out to his Ring of Honor stuff. Two, you're allowed to do stuff like this. Of course you are. You can't try and pander to 100% of the audience. Like, you just can't. When you do do that, you get the ending to The Dark Knight Rises. When Alfred stares off into the distance, and that's where the movie should cut, and then the camera swings, and you see Bruce Wayne and Catwoman having a drink. Like, oh, man, nobody needed that. But, of course, the uh, general rule of thumb is to just give the audience everything in black and white. So it's like, oh, man, Batman's still alive, and now he's going out with Selina Carl. Great. Happy whoopee doo. He got away. John Joseph Gordon-Lenz is going to be the new Batman, blah, 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 blah. Still pretty good. Love those movies. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Also, love the new Batman. Again, doesn't matter. But... It, I don't understand how it can offend you. I don't understand how can you can get annoyed about it. Like, it meant something to punk. Really, that's where the start and end comes from. 
If you're a big Ring of Honor fan, you're going to get a kick out of it. But if you're not, and because you got the context, surely it should just be a thought in your head like, oh, wow, that was awesome. Punk going back to his roots. And no, I don't think anybody is trying to pretend that those entrances or the platform he had there was as big as he had in WWE. Not even CM Punk would say that because he understands. I know the relationship between WWE and Punk is not good for understandable reasons, but he's not... And uh, and, a moron, (laughs) he'd be able to go, yes, when I was at Ring of Honor, smaller platform to the global dominator that is WWE. Probably one of the reasons that he left. And then we can talk about that till the cows come home. But we don't want stuff like this to stop. Absolutely not. What we want is we want these things to happen. And then we get the context from one place to the next, be it in Excalibur or be it by, by going on Google. Like, isn't it nice not for or not a company not to treat you like you're a moron and to assume, well, even if they don't understand, they'll go and educate themselves. They'll go and find out because we trust them. That's a good thing. And you can go the other way if you want to give, you know, exposition, 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 like WWE tends to do. That's all right as well. I don't really think I prefer the first one, but I understand why people want to do it. Again, ties into the movies we were just talking about. But I've seen some people getting so mad, but this was some kind of ego trip or this was some kind of, I mean, what isn't an ego trip in wrestling? It's all an ego trip. If you don't have an ego, you're not going to get anywhere anyway. You have to believe in yourself and you have to turn yourself into like this, as Vince McMahon would say, a super duper whooper star. So I really do think that if you're one of these people, you need to find a real problem. You don't, and I'm envious of you because the only problem you have is that CM Punk came out to his 15 year old entrance music. Do you know how happy I would be if I woke up this morning and I was mad about CM Punk's music? I'd be so happy. I'd be like, wow, I've smashed life to such a great degree. I can be angry about stuff I don't need to be angry about. That is the kind of leisurely life I have. But I, I, I want more of this. Like, I absolutely do. I'm trying to think of an equivalent now, and there will be one. It's just not. It's just not popping into my head. But it's like when, you know, you have Adam Cole versus Hangman Adam Page, and they mentioned that they've had wars in, I mean, I don't think it was New Japan, or maybe it was Ring of Honor. I don't know, but, you know, they, they've gone to war before in different promotions, and I like that. You don't have to spell it out for me, but it gives them a past. It gives them a, a certain amount of depth to them. Like, it gives them layers, and you're like an onion, and you always need those layers because it just makes them, it makes them real people, right? They're not just existing within this bubble and going week to week to week. They've had experiences, and they'll have you know, ups and downs, haha, of course I would say that. And I just think it rounds out the characters a lot better. So very, very strange that people got mad about that. But I just think people will get mad about anything these days, especially when it's not, I mean, people say, especially when it comes to wrestling, it's not true. It's the same with video games, it's the same with uh, music books. You know, people just like to throw their toys out of the pram. But I say more of this. I say more of this 100%. Um, you know, even if somebody comes out, I mean, New Japan is, you know, a, a promotion that, relatively i've only been watching for uh, for about four or five years so you know my history is not going to be great although i have had to try to catch up but let's say kenny omega comes back and he comes out to his new japan stuff or he does something new japan related awesome just tell me what's going down that's all i need to know or, or don't let me go figure it out for myself it's not like it takes away from the show overall now if you were doing it every single segment okay but that changes the dynamics anyway and then we're entering it we're entering new territory but i did feel like the need to talk about it because a lot of people tweeted me going simon what do you think about it and i was like well nothing <laughs> i just thought it was a cool entrance i don't understand why it, it goes more than this uh, in other ridiculous news and i couldn't believe it when he said this it's strange I'm sure you've all heard about the Control Your Narrative, the CYN promotion. I haven't seen it. I haven't really read up about it a lot. Sounds kind of strange to me. But look, you know, I don't want anyone. I want everyone to be as successful as they can, as long as they're doing the right things and not hurting anybody's. But um, Braun Strowman, I think he's basically in charge of it, along with EC3. And he put out a statement, I suppose, or, you know, promotional material to try and, you know, build up the next show, which I believe is over WrestleMania weekend in Dallas. And he said, you know, this will be on the third of the 31st of March, whatever it is, unless you want to watch a bunch of dorks choreograph dance with each other for no reason at all, because we don't do that garbage in the narrative because we actually fight. I was like, what the flip is going on? Like, what? What? <laughs> Why? Why would you do this? And it kind of ties into the things that he said about, you know, when the pandemic hit and he was basically like, man, you shouldn't be asking for money. It's like, dude, people are struggling right now. I just don't get why he says this stuff. And if I've missed something, I would love people to get in in touch with me and explain it because it just, this, this whole choreographed dance in the ring thing, it's all choreographed, like all of it. Like even when two people go out there and they call it in the ring, they're just choreographing it live. That's what professional wrestling is. And trust me, I do it. It flipping hurts. And some days you wake up and you feel like death. And it's one of the greatest things on the planet. And I love it. I mean, look at it. I've made love to it. I couldn't be more involved with it as I possibly could. 
But there are a hundred different ways to do it, be it, you know, old school wrestling, technical, lucha libre, power, brawling, you know, whatever the hell you want. And I can't, if you're in it, I do, I understand people outside of it doing it. That's just what we do, right? We, we pick something, we like, oh, I like high flying and screw everything else. That's not a problem. Sometimes it becomes a little bit, hate the word, but it's true, toxic. But you're like, yes, we, we all, you know, we all go and uh, shout about the things that we like. But when you're in it and you're doing it and you deliberately, you know, uh, cast shade on what somebody else is doing, it just blows my brain. I like, what would we call the C? I mean, not CYM, but I'm trying to think what they're probably trying to do. Hardcore. No, it's not, no, see, hardcore's got a, a, a bad thing. Intense, <laughs> excuse me, intense wrestling I'll go with. I like intense wrestling. But I like flippy stuff. And then I like technical stuff. I like it all. I don't I don't like deathmatch wrestling very much. It's too much for me. But again, I've seen matches which I thought were tremendous that would fall under the deathmatch banner. So that was kind of surprising. And I think there really should just be this... We shouldn't be fighting each other within the in the own industry. That seems absolutely nuts to me because there is quite literally something for everybody and that's why it's great. And it's also why... I guess it ties into the punk thing too. The coolest thing about professional wrestling, as long as everybody involved in the angle says yes, you can go and do it. That's it. Because it is all set in a make-believe world. We don't want to steer away from that creativity. Like we want to lean into it. We want to let people do crazy, crazy stuff. It's like Dan Housen slash Orange Cassidy. Yet more people that get a lot of hate online. Oh, they're not serious enough. I can't buy them as wrestlers. Okay, then don't. But it's the same way if Arsenal Football Club hire or employ a right back that people think is crap. They say, oh, he's not fit to wear the shirt. It's just your opinion. It doesn't matter. But as soon as we start moving away from characters like that, we're not allowing wrestling to shine in the best possible way. Like Dan Housen is some weird dude that walks around cursing people and Orange Cassidy is a lazy so-and-so that when you tick him off will go nuts. I think that's great. I think it's great that we can come up with such audacious and over-the-top stories for characters. It doesn't make me think that what I'm watching is, is, is any less legit. Like, that's what wrestling is. This is what I don't get. Everyone is so desperate for wrestling to be legit, but it's not. <laughs> in the sense that you want it to be. It doesn't mean that we can't have some legit wrestlers. Again, John Moxley versus... Um, Brian Danielson, super legit, felt like a fight, absolutely incredible. Again, probably called nothing. Enjoyed every single second of it, thought it was great. Same with Punk versus MJF, violent, horrible, ugh. But then if you take another match that I super duper enjoyed this week, which was a triple threat tag match on Raw, RK Bro versus Alpha Academy versus Owens and Rollins, that was very over the top and flamboyant and spectacle heavy, but I enjoyed it equally as much as some of the other matches that I've already mentioned, right? It was just six dudes having a great professional wrestling match. And some days I'm going to wake up and I'm going to prefer that to everything else. And other days it's going to be the other way around. But that doesn't mean you should get on your high horse and go, oh, man, you're not going to get that kind of crap here. Like, what are you talking about? I don't, it just baffles me. It's like how everyone talks about oh, mainstream, mainstream, everything needs to grow. But how the hell are you going to get there? unless the people within it are on the same page. So that absolutely blows my brain. But talking about these guys as well, AEW did confirm as I was doing this podcast that Moxley and Brian Danielson will team up this evening on Dynamite with real King Regal, William Regal, in the corner. It's the greatest thing ever. I mean, I hope they still act like kids and Regal has to bash their heads in. I just love William Regal. I think William Regal is tremendous. I think William Regal, even for all the love he gets, is underrated. He's just the best. A, a thousand... <laughs> thousand like points for him whatever the hell that would be but uh, that is going to be awesome what else is happening on dynamite today i mean i'm sure we're going to do something with hangman adam page and whoever it may be let me see if i can get a preview up by typing uh typing this in there is someone has posted a preview so we're getting in of course we have chris jericho addressing eddie kingston you've got to imagine that chris jericho is going to go super duper mega heel uh, we've got that weird match of Layla Hurst versus Thunder Rosa to determine who's going to take on Britt Baker. It's like you've lost Thunder. You should be to the back of the line, even if it was screw jobs. And of course, we have the TNT Championship, Sammy Guevara versus Scorpio Sky. Got a feeling Scorpio Sky could win. There's every chance I'm just saying that because then if I'm in right, it sounds cool. And also, we're going to get something with Matt Hardy too. Matt Hardy's been being very uh, teaserific on. Um, uh, on social media that sounds like he's kind of he's not done with the hardy family office but he wants to improve it or apologize to it or, or something like that and i have a feeling they're all going to turn on him andrade will turn on him and private party will beat him up and so far and so forth and then jeff hardy may come in i'm pretty sure he was a free agent as of yesterday so there's every chance he can come on dynamite saves matt hardy and we go from there and who doesn't want the hardy boys back together i want to get to the hardy boys young bucks match as soon as we possibly can we don't need to wait around we just need to do it and speaking of the young bucks after seeing their match too i really do think they're probably the best tag team ever 
I need to think about it and really think, like, really sort of give it some thought. But I'm pretty sure it's the best tag, best tag team ever. I mean it. They're great. It goes back to my flippy stuff that we talked about earlier, where it's like they do the crazy stuff, but they always tie story in there as well. And I think it's truly, truly awesome and truly, truly excellent. So anyway, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, with all of that. And for the people that asked me, no, Veer did not turn up to Raw this week. He didn't even get his video. And it's not funny anymore. And again, the reason it's not funny is because it's just screwing over Veer. What is he meant to do when he eventually turns up? Like, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know what he can do. I don't think there's anything. He'd have to defeat Roman Reigns, <laughs> become the universal champion to make sense of any of this. And I really, really don't get... I don't know if WWE thinks it's funny. I don't know if WWE just forgets. I have no idea. Also, Dolph Ziggler became the NXT champion. I thought that was really cool. I think that's something they should have done yonks ago. I like the fact that it's been tying into Raw and SmackDown. Uh, I think Bron Breaker is awesome. I like the fact that Champa's on Raw. I like Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler a lot anyway. So yeah, I am... I, I, it, it seems strange to me that we took so long to do this. And I think that will... Well, I assume will happen. It's pretty obvious. You know, Dolph Ziggler will have a short-term title reign. And Bron Breaker can win it back at Stand Deliver, the, the weekend WrestleMania show for NXT. And that's awesome. And I actually think that could be... Now that he's been on Raw once, I can see Bron Breaker being on Raw constantly. And I don't have a problem with that. I mean, he's a savant, to say the least, when it comes to wrestling. But the whole point of NXT 2.0 is to take guys and push them to the moon. And if they think that he is ready, and you're always going to benefit from more time in quote-unquote developmental, but if he is ready, just let's just do it. Because I am certainly up for some fresh faces on both Raw or SmackDown. Which is why it's quite nice that Ricochet won the Intercontinental title, because I don't know what kind of wrestling uh, WrestleMania match he's going to have, but it gives me some hope that we're now going to push him too. And while he's been there a long time, that will feel like something fresh for me because he's never been used in the way that he should be used, right? There's just no two ways about it. Brock Lesnar is also done with MMA, or at least that's what he said. Pretty sure he's like 42, 43, 44. So even if he did go back now for a massive payday, he would just get smashed. But also, don't forget that he's a smart man. And he now knows when it comes to renegotiation time, he can just use w uh, AEW as his... Um, uh, new UFC to try and get even more money out of uh, out of Vince McMahon. A fair play to him. Like we all saw Brock uh, on that Pat McAfee show. I thought he was great. Uh, Vince McMahon did it as well. Can't remember if we talked about that. Very strange to see Vince McMahon in that kind of a that kind of a setting. I, like most people, I thought a few of the terms he decided to use were a little bit like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. It's a little bit, little bit strange. But again, it's just what I expect from Vincent Mann. So there was nothing. The only thing that really made me go, oh my gosh, and sort of go on the internet to see if people were talking about it was when he said his family had let him down. <laughs> and this could be anyone. I don't think it'd be Stephanie, but it could be Shane. All those rumors are out there, but it could be Triple H. Like Vince McMahon is a guy that doesn't appreciate sneezing because he thinks that sneezing should be controlled or he you know, sums it up with illness or whatever. And I can honestly see a world where Vince McMahon thinks somebody having a heart attack is considered weak. That's crazy. That is nuts. That is bonkers. That is also Vincent Kennedy McMahon. So yeah, that's the thing that got me. And I was just like, well, Mother Hubbard, I don't think that was going to come out of your mouth, but it did. But of course it did because that's what Vince McMahon does. I will say, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Pat McAfee does a great job. Again, some people are like, I don't know why Pat McAfee didn't really lean into him and ask him sort of really aggressive, angry questions. It's like, you've never watched this show before, have you? That's not what Pat McAfee does. Pat McAfee is like a 12-year-old. He runs around, he's really happy, he's really excited, and he's just a really good dude. And I'm excited for Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee at WrestleMania. I'm sure Vince McMahon will be involved in some capacity, be it at ringside or whatever. But Pat McAfee was awesome when uh, he had that match against Adam Cole or in the uh, in the War Games match. I thought it was, did he have a one-on-one with Adam Cole? I can't remember. But every time I've seen him in the ring, you know, he, he's great. Far, far better than you would assume, given his level of experience and, you know, how much stuff we've actually seen him do. But... Austin Theory, I don't think Austin Theory is being booked in the best way possible, really, given that we are trying to turn into a star. But he is good. Like, he is really, really solid. It's like Mad Cat Mass over on SmackDown. They have something there. And if we can kind of use it in the correct way, we may be able to build them. So I think I'll have a solid match. And if Vincent Man is the corner, you get a little bit of star power. Where is the WrestleMania card now, actually? Because on paper, I th someone said to me that they didn't think it's that exciting. And I was like... I think it's quite exciting. <laughs> I get it right. Mr. Positive Pete, what an asshole. But on night one, we've got Charlotte Flair versus Ronda. Not the match that I would have picked, but they're very, very good wrestlers, in, in, in my humble opinion. I think it will be good. 
uh, Raw Women's title, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. I mean, that feud's been going on since the summer. And if Becky Lynch does lose, Bianca Belair does win, we can move past that SummerSlam thing because at least it did culminate it, the whole wait and see nonsense. Uh, Dominic and Ray versus Logan Paul and The Miz. I mean, terrible segment on Raw because it didn't go anywhere. But I don't mind Logan Paul or any celebrity being on WrestleMania because I've seen them all. There's been a bunch of wrestlers, uh, celebrities, and I'd rather they wrestled than just come up and go, hi, because that means nothing. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. I think he's fine. Drew McIntyre will win. He'll then probably go on to face Roman Reigns. I think Happy Corbin gets a bad rep. He's literally played about 89 characters so far in WWE, and he smashed every single one. He's a good hand to have. And then on Sunday at the moment, I think we have Roman versus Brock. To me, WWE are going to put so much behind that that ensure that it's good. We've now got a triple threat women's tag team match. Queen Zelina and Carmella versus Banks and Naomi and Ripley and Morgan. No idea where Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan are teaming up when she was just teaming up with Nikki Ash. I did think that was a shame. Tag match was fine. It was short. It was nothing. But... Rhea Ripley coming out of WrestleMania really needs a big push. Even if we turn her heel and feud her with a Bianca Belair, that's fine. But she's more than what she's getting, which you could say for a lot of people in this match. I mean, WWE forgets about the tag titles a lot. Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Again, perfectly cool with it. I like Johnny Knoxville. I genuinely enjoy him as a person. So I'm not going to get mad about that. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory we've talked about. And also Edge versus AJ Styles. I have no idea where Edge went bad guy. None. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely no idea. But I liked his delivery. I like the way that he, um, you know, he cares, I guess is the right way. Like he really, he really puts stuff into his promos and his presentation and his facials. So yeah, I think that was, uh, I think that was cool. It was, it's basically one of the needs of the go bad guy, right? So Edge goes, we'll do it. And it was, it was, it was, it was a bit strange. I don't really think he explained what was going on, but I'm not going to get mad about that. And I suppose you also could get Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes to throw it out there. And, and RK Bro versus Street Profits and maybe, you know, Riddle or Orton turn on each other. That would be a cooler angle to do. You can get away with it now. You know, we're reaching that time where you don't want them to break up. So when it hits that peak and you do it, it would actually feel like a cool angle, I think. Who else? I mean, I hope Alpha Academy get figured in somewhere, but they're probably thrown in the Battle Royal. We teased Omos versus Commander Aziz. But then somebody said to me afterwards, oh, no, they're probably going to have them face off at the end of the battle roar. And I was like, good point. Very good point. You are probably, uh, you are probably correct. And I can't, um, I can't think of anything else as far as I, I know. But I think it seems quite good. Again, I don't really massively like a two-night WrestleMania. I would much prefer they just did four hours and went, right, this is what we're going to do. And we're really going to double down and try to, uh, to, to fit this in. But that's not what they do. And the positive side to that is that everyone will get on the show. They'll all get a big payday and get a nice little payoff after 12 months of busting their ass. I think that's everything that's happening in wrestling. I will randomly type in a wrestling website, uh, or one of the ones that I frequent, to see if anything's gone up while I've been talking, and the answer is no. A lot of people are talking about Dolph Ziggler winning the NXT title. So what we shall do is we shall have a brief pause, well, not for you, but for me, and then we will answer some questions. And we shall start with my man, YT, Peter on a poll. Very good, dude. Appreciate that man a lot. Best gimmick of all time, and why is it Kane? From 97 to 2003. Such a great, great film, if that makes any sense. I know what you're saying. I mean, Kane would be up there for me. When he debuted in 1997, given my age and how much I was into that story, I was really excited about this. I was like, oh my gosh, this is one of the greatest things ever. So, yeah, I think so. And I think any kind of gimmick that can last, what, 20 plus years, <clears throat> excuse me, has got to be doing something right. So, yeah, I'd probably put him up there. I mean, I never liked him taking his mask off, but I also think that is what you have to do, given the longevity we were going for. But yeah, Kane, one of my all-time favorites. Just a shame about Glenn Jacobs today. Joshua Charles Richard says, In combining both worlds, who in wrestling today would excel in Batman? For example, Bruce Wayne is CM Punk. Selena Carl is Sasha Banks. Harvey Dent is Cody Rhodes. Arthur Fleck is Cameron Grimes. Bane is Keith Lee. Well, I guess the Joker would be Seth Rollins. And we'll do one more, which will be Jim Gordon which means someone is virtuous but with a sort of badass side to them i can't think of anybody because <laughs> it's got to be someone aw good baby faces aw hangman adam page doesn't work at all but i've done it msk each match of revolution had a different style of wrestling which is like the best thing ever on a pay-per-view my question is what's your favorite style of a wrestling match msk it's almost like we talked about this earlier it all depends what i feel when i wake up in the morning but i do agree with you it is something that WWE could actually buy into. You know, we don't need to have this playbook. Let's just let everyone go out there and do their thing. 
because it's uh, it's far more fun and it's far far more interesting. On the mic UK says, really enjoy your YouTube channel, all the stuff you do with what culture. Thank you, my friends. We are planning a trip to Edinburgh for the Fringe Festival, the largest arts festival in the world. I like it. Have you ever been to the Fringe, or do you have plans to go? Thanks, Simon. You're the best. That's very kind. I would love to go to the Fringe, but I think if I did go, I'd like to perform. I'd like to come up with some kind of show, some kind of talk, some kind of interview, some kind of stand-up, etc., and do that. But no, I would absolutely love to do that. And certainly let me know what you're doing on The Mic UK. Let me click your name to see. For fans of live comedy, take a look on themic.co.uk, full launch, August 2022. That's interesting. I shall check you out more when I'm done with this podcast. Liam says, what do you think of the men of the year in AEW? Do you feel like it will be a long-term thing? Um, and one of Paige or Sky will get the title, or could they just be one of those guys that never get the strap? Can't say strap, Liam. People get mad. I found this out one day. Because I don't see it happening on Wednesday, but would love Paige to get one. I can see Scorpio Sky winning. He may be a transitional champion, which is also fine. That's how the TNT title should be used. But I like them a lot. I think Ethan Page is great. I think Scorpio Sky is great. Uh, I like Dan Lambert as their leader. It's just like a lot of people on AEW. You want them to have more time. But hopefully that will happen soon with everything that's going on. Uh, Martin says, CM Punk described Bret Hart as the greatest of all time in Sunday's post-revolution media scrum. The more times passes, the more love Bret seems to get, and rightfully so. To help out newer wrestling fans, name your five Bret matches in no particular order. Thank you. It's going to be tough, and I'm going to forget some. I mean, Austin versus Bret at WrestleMania 13. Also, Austin versus Bret at the Survivor Series, which is a forgotten classic. Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect from SummerSlam 1991, I believe. And this is when it gets tough. I would not put the Iron Man match in there because I don't think it's aged particularly well, but it is tremendous if you watch it from a technical point of view. Um, I'd be tempted to put Brett versus Diesel from the Rumble in there just because at the time, nobody was having good matches with Diesel and Brett went, oh, I know what to do. And that was flubbing excellent. And from a personal point of view, probably Brett, I mean, he's done better ones, but probably Brett versus Taker from SummerSlam 1998 because that was one of my favorite pay-per-views ever, especially given what was going to happen. But again, I think there's better matches out there. That one just happens to mean a lot to me. But he is the best ever, 100%. Marcus says, hey, Simon, big fan. Thank you, Marcus. I just wanted to ask, with Stone Cold coming back at Mania, do you think it'll be a one and done or will he have a few more matches? No, I don't think it's going to be a match. I think it's just going to be a thing and it'll be more physical than he's done in ages and then it'll go away and there's a good chance... You'll never see him again in wrestling. In wrestling. Insomnia Cold says, who would you book in a six-man ladder man match at WrestleMania for the IC Championship for Ricochet to defend against? Okay, I would put Ricochet in there. I'd put Dolph Ziggler in there. I'd put Bobby Roode in there. I would put, this is hard now because I need people that aren't in matches and I will forget. I'd put Seth in there if he doesn't get booked, but I think he'll get booked elsewhere. Um, I see it's too hard. <laughs> I can't, my brain is, I was going to say Sami Zayn, but of course he has a Drain Knoxville feud, so you would not do that. You'd probably put Jinder Mahal in there because he will have that spot, but I would rather a Drew Gulak went in there and a Chad Gable, and I'd have Chad Gable win. That's right, I said it. Peace Frog, amazing name, says, starting to think WWE doesn't want a traditional tag team division with actual teams for the women, and instead look at the division as two women teaming up. Thoughts? Dude, my friend, just type in Vince McMahon tag team division to Google. He's never liked it, and he never will. David says, do you think Sasha Banks got paid for the Mandalorian, or did WWE deduct it as part of a downside guarantee? She definitely got paid. <laughs> you don't... SAG, who are the Screen Actors Guild, or whatever they're called, would not let that happen. There is at least some protection when it comes to acting. She got paid. The Kingsman said, if the Cody return isn't happening, then what do we do with Seth? I'd say uh, against such a marquee name like Seth in a stage like WrestleMania would be a great debut match for Gable Stevenson. Would be a great way to introduce him. Seth can win with a great showing from Gable. Well, I wouldn't do that. I don't get the point of debuting people and have them lose. Like, again, if we are going to look at it like a sport, going back to what we are talking about earlier, you want to win. <laughs> so... No, I wouldn't do that. If not, I don't know what we do. Maybe you do Ricochet versus Seth Rollins in an interpromotional match. I suppose you could. I mean, Finn Balor's gone. Damian Priest is gone. Kevin Owens is gone. So I have no idea what we're going to do. It is definitely strange. Definitely strange. That's why I think Cody is coming. At least my gut tells me. Uh, Edward says, how do you actually feel about a possible Stone Cold match at WrestleMania 38? Happy he's back for one more cam of whoop-ass. I'm afraid it could somehow affect his legacy. Now we talked about that. I don't worry about that stuff. I don't, I don't see how it can. Change the business. Change the history of the world. Young Goomba says, what achievement or moment are you most proud of so far if you had to pick one out of all your professional endeavors? Well, Young Goomba, I will let you in into a secret. None of them. 
because, <laughs> because I don't ever allow myself to be proud. My girlfriend tells me this is a bad thing all the time. And I'm very much like, well, that was awesome. And I'm very appreciative. But now I need to move on to something else. It probably is something I need to work on. As of yet, I have not done it. Harry says, if you could put one horrible storyline to make better, which one would it be? Uh, which one would I make better? I mean, probably John Cena and the Nexus jumps into mind. I had the Nexus win because I think you create a bunch of new superstars then. I mean, there's loads we could do this for. I mean, CM Punk not coming back as soon as he did after he won the belt at Money in the Bank and everything after that. I would never have done any of it. Oh, there's loads. I mean, there's so many. I mean, get rid of Katie Vick. Don't do that stupid stuff with McMahon and Shawn Michaels and the tag team nonsense. So many. I mean, we could do this too many times. We, we have dropped the ball. Uh, Johnny the Great says, do you think there is an appetite for more fantasy-based wrestling? Wrestlers like The Undertaker and The Fiend have massive followings. Would people buy into promotion that went more heavily that way? Or are fantasy wrestlers better as a bit of a flavor in a regular promotion? Well, Lucha Underground did it. I mean, that was one massive, you know, uh, fantasy wrestling promotion. And it's not around anymore. I think everything is better in moderation, right? If you lean too heavily into one thing, you're just cutting your audience off elsewhere. So yeah, I'd always balance it out. MD Broomboy says, what do you think CM Punk's net feud will be against? And do you think it's time for him to challenge for the title? Well, he's mentioned it twice. I think we do Hangman versus CM Punk and just see what happens. Why not? He's lost already. Doesn't mean he can't lose again. PhD says, do you think the new Mox Danielson and Regal stable will lead to a Kingston feud? I can see that being a great path to Mox proving himself to Regal further. No, I don't think so. I think if anything, Eddie Kingston would be moved into it. But we've done the stuff with Mox. I think they're going to keep them apart. Uh, Sports says, is Wardlow ready for the championship run he's about to get? Is Sammy a good TNT champion? I like Sammy as TNT champion. I mean, he's a wrestler champion. He's really good, does crazy matches. And when Wardlow has it, we should double down on that for a while. And he shouldn't lose it for ages. And when he does, he should probably get screwed out of it, hopefully because Miro comes back. Man, I miss Miro. Uh, Mr. Waffle says, Miller Instinct time. Tony Khan calls you up and asks you if you want to be Ring of Honor World Champion <laughs> or AEW TNT Champion. No questions allowed. He hangs up. If you don't choose one, you have 10 seconds. I would pick AEW TNT Champion. Just mean more to me. Just a guy says, is what culture ever going to drop the WWE out of its name now that there's a lot more wrestling than WWE? No, it's a brand now. People are used to it. Once you branded stuff, do you think I'd have 316 in my name? If I knew what the future holds, no, I would not. Uh, Drusfer says, hey, man, what role do you think William Regal will play in AEW, mostly off camera? Or will he be an authority figure making matches? I don't think they'll do the authority figure, even though he's great at it, because I don't think AEW wants to tread on that um, that kind of ground. I do think he's going to manage, obviously, Mox and Bryan, and I think he's going to have some matches. I mean, he does have a win-loss rate on the website, and I want that so damn much. JR says, what are your thoughts on how AEW can improve the attention push for their women's division? JR, I don't see a problem with AEW's women's division. I, I think they're doing... I mean, the last, but their massive last show, they had two really, really good women's matches. Again, you can criticize the booking on some of them. That's fine. But I think it's growing well. I think they've got a great roster. Can you always do more? Of course you can. But you can say that about a lot of things, but I think they're doing a great job. Just my personal opinion. Sean says, what is the best match you have ever seen in each major promotion? <laughs> All right. Top of my head, but I mean, I'm going to miss Sun. I mean, my fa- one of my favorite matches ever is Austin versus Brett. Second time we've mentioned it, Mania 13 there. AEW, probably Brian versus Omega, because I loved it. Ring of Honor, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. Uh, TNA, probably one of the three ways between AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, and Samoa Joe. And New Japan, which again, I haven't watched enough of, so it's not fair. But the best match I ever saw would be one of the Akada versus Omegas. But again, that's not a fair comment because I haven't seen all the ones that I probably need to see. Uh, Shinji says, hey, Simon, with Roman trying to lay out Brock at house shows, do you think WWE will give Lesnar the titles and give Roman the new title they are developing? No, I think Roman will win. I think he'll be a double champion. Uh, they'll probably then turn that into some brand new belt. Then magically a new one will appear on Raw and that will be that. And then we can all roll our eyes. Uh, Craig Jones says, do you think Eddie Kingston should be given a title run in future? And if so, how do we get there? Eddie Kingston should be given however, the, whatever he wants. He just, he should, yes, he probably should be TNT champion at one point. I think the fans would like it. I know I would like it. And it all depends on what's going on at the time. Like it depends, you know, who's the champion and what Eddie's doing. But yeah, I think we should do that. Carl uh, Warner says, what do you make of the crowd for the first minutes, 15 minutes of Cole versus Hangman with the whole, oh my gosh, they're both named Adam thing. I thought it was fun and they were having a good time and not to you know, beat this into the ground. That is what wrestling is all about. 
Uh, Kieran Smith says, with Austin set to return to Mania, does this show a lack of A-grade matches on the current roster, or is it good for WWE? Definitely good for WWE. All my mates that weren't going to watch Mania are now watching Mania. Is it good for the current roster? I think it's bad for the current roster. I do think we need to build new stars, and we need to start turning them into the Steve Austins of today, but they don't seem to be bothered to do this, and they're making lots of money, so who the hell knows? Regan says, who do you think should be the person to defeat Jade for the TBS title? Very good question. I don't know. <laughs> That's a really good question. Who on that roster has got that kind of... Because it has to be a super-duper babyface. I mean, if you could put plug Red Velvet into more matches and get her that momentum. She could absolutely do it. Uh, I mean, Ty Conte would have been one, but we've gone in a different direction. Anna Jay could be that person. She kind of has it. Uh, Chris Statland. I mean, all, all of them could do it if you, you make them feel like a super-duper babyface. Right now, I don't know that, which is why the Jade Cargill stuff is so good. Uh, Will Bauer says, will the finger of power be at double or nothing? Uh, I don't know yet. I should be at WrestleMania, though. Double or nothing, I'm not sure. Chef Natro Libre, who are the top three talkers in the business at the moment? P.S. Love the podcast. Great escape from reality. Thanks, man. My three favorite talkers right now would probably be John Moxley, Eddie Kingston. I do like a Cody Rhodes promo, but I want to put a WWE guy in there. Kevin Owens. I think they would be my three. Tristan, if Brock loses to Roman at Mania, who do you think beats Roman Reigns for the title? I'm starting to think Bron Breaker. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Matt says, how many power bombs should Wardo deliver to MGF when he finally gets a match with him? Oh, like 20, 25, maybe even 30. Just do absolutely crazy, crazy. Water says, Simon, how long were you training at wrestling before you felt like you were ready to compete at an event? Well, I never thought that. The only reason I made my debut is because Defiant very nicely said to me, Hey, Simon, we're doing this Rumble. Do you want to be in it? And you don't say no to opportunities. You say yes. So I'm glad they did that. And that's why I would say to everybody, you know, train as much as you can, but you're always going to feel unready. So as soon as somebody gives you the opportunity, go and do it. Uh, Nick Arise says, hey, Simon, why don't you fantasy book Jeff Hardy's run in AEW? Well, again, come out, save Matt Hardy, and then telegraph the Hardy boys to become the champions. <laughs> I mean it. That's how much I love them. We should do it um where am i going next matt i'm happy to see Dolph win a title again he's had a good career but i can't help feel that wwe wasted his potential what are your thoughts i mean they did they 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 didn't i know he got a couple of world championship runs but he got the Rey mysterio treatment or the kofi kingston or the big e treatment you know they never pulled the trigger properly and they should and that's it the end uh jessica says apologies if you've been asked this a thousand times i'm sorry is that you voicing the 2k22 indents on bt sports during wwe shows that is me so if you are watching uh, WWE on BT and you hear the person going WWE 2K22 uh, on BT, whatever, I don't know, sponsored by BT, whatever it is. Um, oh no, it's WWE on BT, sponsored by WWE 2K22. It is. So I'm very good uh, friends with the production company that makes all of those. They asked me to do it a few years ago and they asked me again this year and I'm always happy to do it. It's like one of those weird cool dream things that you never actually thought would happen. And now that it has, you're like, Flowing awesome and talking about 2k22 again you know i'm working with a production company it's not it is via 2k2 they are involved so take this with a pinch of salt in case you think oh simon he's talking crap i've been playing it a little bit i think it's really fun i'm really really enjoying it it's not the best game ever but it's certainly the best wrestling game in a while ashley what is derek manpower's entrance theme music if you don't know derek manpower is my name change if i ever got to wwe what would his, his theme music would be something by was it deaf rebel whatever they're called and it would just be generic rock seven. <laughs> I do admit, WWE entrance music at the moment is not the best. Uh, Becky says, what impossible position do you want to see Randy Orton do an RKO from next? I mean, he's done Shooting Star. He's done Super Kick. He's done Moonsault. Uh, he's done Phenomenal Forearm. <laughs> I don't know. He's done jumping off someone with a curb stomp. What would you do? Uh, he's done Tombstone. He's done F5. He's done them all. There's no more, Becky. I'm very, very sorry. Uh, D says, who thinks going to be Roman Reigns' opponent after Mania? I would say Drew McIntyre a lot. Retrosonic, can we get ups and downs for WWE 2K22? No, I wouldn't do that. I would never review it properly for the reasons I just said. You know, I have a business relationship with them, so it, uh, it wouldn't be fair. So no, I'm not going to do that. And Sirius says, would you ever consider asking WWE if you could take over the Repo Man persona? I mean, of course I would. <laughs> they never say yes, but I absolutely would do that. <laughs> Life of Riley said, what's the one type of match you would never do, even if you were offered a million golden ups? I mean, I wouldn't want to do anything with glass or barbed wire, but I would if I thought it was a good opportunity. Because again, you don't say no to good opportunities. You embrace them and you see what happens. 
Uh, Daniel Banner says, which promotion would you like to wrestle for? AEW or WWE? As I always say, if I'm ever in that position, what the flub did I do to get there? I'd be happy either way. Uh, Bill says, who did the scoop slam the best? I mean, someone back in the day. Probably like an Andre or a King Kong Bundy. Some absolute just mad slab of meat. Uh, Zach says, will CM Punk and Brian Danielson go back to Ring of Honor for a match? No. No, no, no. You do that in AEW. That's a huge match. That will sell tickets. And my man, man like Darice, terrific professional wrestler on the scene, says, huge question, Simon, I'd like you to answer. Did you know you can purchase the new 0121 Man Like Darice t-shirt at manlikedarice.bigcartel.com? This now sounds like an advert. It's not. But you should go and do that. I'm a big fan of Darice. Like, he's a super, super good dude and a super good wrestler. So go check it out. Manlikedarice.bigcartel.com. If you like his designs, buy a shirt. And if you see him on a poster at a wrestling show near you, go watch him. Watch out for his 450. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, Selamon says, do you use shampoo on your head? Yes. You still... <laughs> You still have to shampoo. I still have some hair there, for goodness sake. And uh, Suraj shares, if you would get a run either in WWE or AEW, <laughs> would your character be? Repo Man is not an option. Well, I guess I have to be myself. Otherwise, you know, people are going to be like, what's Simon Miller running around pretending to be? Although saying that, please do go check out my UPW, Ultimate Pro Wrestling Work, over here in the UK, because we are doing a character. We're doing Money Maker Miller, and I'm having an absolutely terrific time doing it. And we'll end with the chef again, who says, how high does your cardio level have to be to wrestle, and what is your max deadlift? Well, the max deadlift was 275. It was a long time ago, and it was not pretty, and I almost fell over after doing it. It's not something I could do consistently. And cardio for wrestling is so hard. I only had my second wrestling match of the year the other day after recovering from all this surgery. And because I don't have the reps built up, I was absolutely dying. And I'm a guy that does cardio like cross trainer, et cetera, et cetera, every single day. So it's very, very hard. But you do get a wind eventually and it makes everything better. It's why when you hear about people like Kurt Angle that can just go, 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 it's even more impressive. But yes, I've never, I've done a lot of exercise related things and nothing has ever tested me as much as professional wrestling. It is so hard. But that's why my respect for them is is so much because <laughs> people don't know and you don't have to know. Like, it's not your responsibility to know, but it is a lot harder than I think uh, I think people realize. And on that note, we shall wrap it up. I appreciate you all as always. Again, if you are on a podcast that, that lets you do this, please leave a rating five stars and write a comment because that helps spread the podcast. You can support the podcast as mentioned, patreon.com for us at Simon316. Come give me a follow at Simon316 on Instagram and Twitter. Get a cameo should you want it. Just search me on Cameo and I'm there. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Make sure you check out What Culture Wrestling and my ups and downs. I think that's everything. I often forget something. Speaking about UPW, we're down in Weymouth on Saturday. I'm not going to be on the show, but support them if you possibly can. Otherwise, I think that's it. You take care. Enjoy Dynamite if you do listen to this day one. Enjoy wrestling in general, and I'll talk to you again soon. (laughs) 